Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Is history repeating itself? Can you still buy regardless of what the interest rate is doing? Well, there's three easy ways to get into commercial property. Join me for this podcast and let me share with you how and what you should be looking for when you're starting out your commercial property journey. But how is it fundamentally different for residential and what are some of the strategies you need to put in place so interest rates stop mattering? If you know how to really look and dissect a deal, how to put the deal together, and what are the basics and fundamentals of the deal, then interest rates stop mattering because there's more things you know you can get in the back end. And a lot of that is to be holding for cash flow or knowing that the exact pathway you can get to $100,000 or $200,000 passive income. And if you create an uplift, how and what kind of uplift do you need to do? And how is that different from residential? And on top of that, what is that uplift going to lead to? So join me for this podcast. The easiest way to get into commercial property. Now, so many people want to get into the commercial property instead of residential at the moment. And to be honest, commercial property is going to give you way better returns right now in this current market with the current interest rate than residential property. But I'm going to show you the three easiest ways to get started because if you want to invest securely into a commercial property, you need to know these three things. Now, the three easiest way to get started is firstly to actually assess your property. So the number one thing is rent, return, rent and return. Remember, in residential property, the rent is a gross rent, which means that everything the tenant pays you is included in that one rent. So if they give you $500 or $1,000 a week, that's it. You're not getting any more money from them. So the rest of the money have to come from you if it's not enough. So that means that that $1,000 has got to cover your mortgage, got to cover the outgoings like water rates, council rates, management fees, land tax, insurance, all of those things. Whereas commercial property, it's a net rent, which means that when the tenant gives you $1,000 in rent, what happens is they also give you maybe an extra $200 on top of that to cover outgoings like management fees, land tax, insurance, strata, and such, etc. So that's one of the big differences. So really assess that, that net rent versus gross rent. So you really need to assess the rent. And the second thing is the returns. A lot of people think, oh, residential returns is exactly the same as commercial returns. So when commercial says it's 5% and you get the 5% in residential, you might as well buy residential. Well, that's not the truth because commercial returns are net returns, whereas residential are gross returns. So what does that mean? It comes back to this rent. $1,000 the tenant gives you in residential means that's all the money they're going to give you, right? That's a gross rent because all of the outgoings have to come out of it. And you might find yourself with seven or $800 at the end of the week as the net rent. That's before you pay the mortgage. Now, some people have a higher mortgage, some people have a lower mortgage. So as a benchmark, you have to look at your net rent, which is what you have after outgoings. Whereas in commercial, it's much easier to calculate because when the tenant gives you a rent, that is the rent that they give you is net rent. They pay the outgoings on top of that. So you've got to match apples with apples when you look at returns. So remember that commercial property is a net return and residential is a gross return. So in order to get the same rental returns as you do in commercial, in residential, you need to find something 2% higher. So if you're looking to match apples with apples and you go, oh, I'm getting a 5% return in Sydney Metro and it's net rent in commercial, I need to find a 7% gross return, 7% return in residential in Sydney so that I am matching returns with returns and you're not really going to find that. You can find 5% in Sydney in commercial in net returns, but you're not going to find 7% gross returns, which will become 
5% net return in residential in Sydney. And that's why commercial always does better. Number two, it is the tenant and the property, right? Now, when you look at residential property, you are assessing it by, oh, the area, it's got a school down the road, it's got lots of house and land being built, it's got a park, it's got a hospital, it's near the freeway, and the price has been going up in the last two, three, five, or 10 years, and the tenants are normally gonna be your white collar tenants when paying you know, $1,000 or $1,200 a week. Now, when you're looking at commercial property, it's very different. It's, is this property functional for the tenant? Is a warehouse property suitable for this area? So let's just say that right now in areas of metro cities around Melbourne, even in parts of Brisbane and in Sydney, they're trying to get rid of some of the industrial areas. So they're rechanging the zoning, which won't allow some of the businesses to be operating there because they're trying to make it more urbanized going up and they're pushing the industrials out into city fringes or out further out, right, out of the city. So in that case, you've got to make sure that the tenant can actually work in the property you're buying in, plus that is suitable for other tenants as well. So it's not locked in to just that one tenant, right? So, and then you look at the property in commercial where you're saying, well, does this property go up in value in comparison to any other type of property? Because maybe in that area, retail properties do really, really well and they do better than industrial because people need a destination. People need a place for their office. There's more government tenants coming in. They're not going to go into industrial space. They're going to want retail space. Maybe there's more professional tenants coming into this area or demand coming into this area and they want office space or retail space, right? Very different from residential. When residential, you're looking at it as a whole into the area, what's happening, what's going on. The tenant is only a small percentage, maybe 10% of the whole equation. In commercial, the tenant's related to the property. If the property and the tenant isn't a good match, then it won't be a good investment because the tenant eventually will leave. You have to get a new tenant. Or maybe the property is the wrong match for the area. And if the property is the wrong match for the area, you're going to need to find a better property that will perform better in the future in terms of capital growth than this current property because the demand may not be there for warehouse properties as areas gentrify. The demand will be for retail and office space as more and more professional services and white collar trades come into that area and the area changes to more of that upmarket white collar demographic as well. So you've got to think about that. And that's one of the things to assess that is important. And people often miss that because the trend might be to buy warehouse spaces and they're just going to buy one because it seemed good, but they didn't check out the rest of it, right? Now, number three, number three is about the leases, right? And now in residential, you don't have to worry about that because leases are six or 12 months, right? And and leases interrelate with the tenant is just leasing your place. There's nothing else that they do, right? They don't need to take care of anything in the residential space because, you know, if the light fittings isn't working, the hot water doesn't work, the air conditioning doesn't work, you call the landlord. You call the landlord and you complain about it and they send someone. The gardening of the fence breaks. That's what happens. You call the landlord. If you don't have a fire alarm that works, it's non-compliant. You call the landlord. You call the landlord on everything. And in residential, that means that even the tenant might be there for six or 12 months, they're not taking care of the premise as if it's their own. They really just transit and they really are devaluing your property because they're trashing it. They're not upgrading it. And they're just using it because they go, oh, it's a rich landlord mentality. So they're actually costing you money because every time you send out a plumber, electrician, a handyman, it's all costing that 100, 200, 300. And eventually that eats away at your positive cash flow if you have any in residential. Let's say that you only manage to have $800 after that thousand dollars they pay after you pay outgoings. And then every couple of weeks or every month, something happens that chews up another couple of hundred. Well, you're really down to about six or $700 and that may not be enough to pay the mortgage, which is why people are going to rent a commercial, right? And if that's what you're thinking, you really should book a 
strategy call with us because by booking in that strategy call with us, you can find out how commercial really applies to you. But also we've got lots of live events that you can attend to. But on another note, so the tenant and the property is a transit relationship. Whereas in commercial, it's not. The tenant is really, really binded to the property because it's the principal place of their work. They actually, a lot of people spend more time at their work than they do at their home with family and kids. They spend more time with their colleagues. The business, everything to do with it, it's got to suit uh, what they're doing. But the fact is they keep improving it to suit their purpose. So for example, a gym comes into a either a retail warehouse premise, they're going to do soundproofing. They're going to put disability access. They're going to maybe create a mezzanine area, right? That's just a gym tenant. If you have a dentist coming to your premise, they're going to definitely do the disability access, disability toilets. Plus, they're going to relay out the flooring. They're going to do plumbing throughout it. And they're going to just add little bits and pieces, but they're actually making it really beautiful, smick, and just inviting. And they're increasing that value because they're maintaining it. As they do the fit out, they're maintaining the property. And as they rip out the fit out and the new tenant comes in, they do brand new fit out. They're actually, again, improving the value of your property because they're redoing the whole of inside and no cost to you. But also, they're going to maintain the property. They're not going to call you when it's a leaking hot water system. They'll call you about air conditioning. They're not going to call you about that they've got a leaking tap that you have to fix or a light fitting. They are taking care of the premise as if it's their own. And that's the one of the best things about commercial property is that your tenant consistently maintain, upkeep your property as if it's their own because that's where their livelihood is. Plus, they add value to your property by anything they do. They make a big office into a small office. When they leave, you can rent it out and no cost you to two different tenants. They make a mezzanine floor provided that is compliant and you may have to tip in some money to help them, but a mezzanine floor at their own cost and you might not be charging additional rent, but when they leave, they don't have to rip it out and you get the additional benefit of having that disability, toilets, soundproofing, all of those things add to the value of your property that your residential tenant is not going to do. So think about it as a holistic thing when you're looking at a commercial property in terms of that lease term and how the tenant behaves. In residential, it's transit and the tenant doesn't care about your property. In commercial, it's a long lease, typically three, five, seven years or even 10 or longer. And they have options, which means that the tenant actually wants to stay there for many, many more years to come. They want to see how their business tracks and it gives you a chance to negotiate on rent. But the most important thing is that the tenant is really binded to that property. When they make a commitment, it's a long-term play they're doing. And it means that they're going to add to the value of your property by improving it, by adding their little touch so they can make it home and be there for a long, long time. Look around your area, see how long the bakeries have been there, the pubs have been there, the petrol stations, the cafes, even the butchers, the pizza shops, right? They're people who are renting, who've made value and contribution to the commercial property, to their landlord, right? And these are the top three things that you need to assess that gets you into commercial property the easiest, fastest way, right? You've got to look at the tenant and how they bind to the property, right? Are they a good fit for the property in demand in the area? Plus, is their leases up? suitable and are they committed to that lease three, five or seven years compared to a transit residential tenant who is there only on the short term, right? Look at the rent and the returns. Remember, it's a gross rent versus a net rent. So you are going to do better through commercial property. But you might be asking yourself, what is the next step for you? If you're interested in moving forward in commercial property, you really want to know the ins and outs and you don't want to make a mistake because one of the big things about commercial property is that if you do make a mistake, it costs you more than you would in residential to fix it. So you want to avoid those mistakes that could cost you thousands of dollars. So the best way to do that is reach out to us, book in a strategy session. Let us help you work through how we can structure a plan because if you fail to plan, you plan to fail, right? So don't fail to plan your first commercial property and work 
out the criteria for the property, join some of our events, attend our webinars so that you really understand and get involved in our community. So really understand how to move forward in that commercial property space. Bye for now. Hope you've enjoyed that podcast and you've enjoyed the three fundamentals you need to look for when you're doing a deal. The differences between residential and commercial and how you should position yourself and what are some of the key things you need to think about when you are doing a deal. Now, through commercial property, it is an investment through education before you even get started. It is fail to plan and plan to fail. If you do not understand the fundamentals, if you don't invest in yourself and you don't study and learn what is important, then what happens is is that you start to make mistakes that end up costing you thousands of dollars rather than hundreds of dollars, right? So make sure you join one of our events, make sure you join our community, make sure you reach out to us for a strategy session, buy the book, plenty of ways how you can get into commercial property. Find us out on unicorn.com.au, helentarrant.com, involved, entrenched in the process of doing the commercial property deal and understanding the fundamentals of commercial and you will benefit tenfolds. I look forward to sharing more commercial property tips with you. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.